showers of blessing, showers of blessing we need. Mercy drops round us are falling, but for the showers we plead. Thank you, David. I told Ray when he came in, I enjoyed his message this morning on persecution that he preached Wednesday night. One thing, if you brought it up, I didn't catch it. But one thing that has always been strange to me, most persecution comes from religious people. People who are not religious tend to not care. But most persecution, and by default, millions of people in history that have been killed, were, it was done by, by well-meaning religious people. Jesus told the disciples that one day those that kill you will think they're doing God a favor. Yep. Why is that? Total depravity. Yep. Total depravity. We started this last week. Uh, today we're going to continue with total depravity. But I want to say one thing. Just because a person gets saved does not mean they're automatically a good person. Okay? When we expect people to be good people, we're going to get ourselves disappointed. All that's Because total depravity is still real. I'm going to continue what we talked about last week. Solomon wrote, but did not include this in his book, and again, I think I know why. 200 years later, God used Hezekiah to fix that issue. For those on Sermon Audio, please listen carefully. If you haven't listened to last week's CSB 0425, Total Depravity Proven. Again, on Sermon Audio, if you have not listened to CSB 0425, Total Depravity Proven, stop here and listen to it first, please. Today, we're going to build on what we established last week, and it will likely be offensive. Last week, we went slow and we went hard looking at every facet of total depravity, and we proved it from Scripture. I'm not going to do it again today. Today, I'm going to assume that everything we proved last week, you know. Last week, we proved that everyone is infected with sin, like many of us were infected by COVID. This week, three things happened to me. Not to me, but three things happened. All three of those things led to this illustration. This illustration is so very, very important when it comes to responding to total depravity. It's not enough to know that people are totally depraved because they still will cause difficulty. How do I respond to that difficulty? We respond to the difficulty of total depravity the same way we respond to the difficulty of COVID. One of the three things that solidified it happened this morning. I am not going to joke about you at all, okay? But I'm so glad you're wearing that mask. No joking going to happen. If you find anything funny today, you're hearing wrong. Straight up. Today is deadly serious. And the mask that he's wearing is a perfect illustration of what we're talking about. Some were worse than others when they were affected by COVID. I'm curious, in the room, 
How many of you did not get affected by COVID? Raise your hand. Yeah, you got COVID. You didn't know you had it. You were one of the first ones to get it. That bad sickness you got before, guarantee it was COVID. So three of us. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. How many of you had it one time, just one time? Raise your hand. Most. How many of you had it two times? Raise your hand. Only Michelle. Now, this is what makes COVID so mysterious is because Michelle lives in a 400 square foot house with me, had COVID twice and I didn't get it. Okay. COVID is exactly the same as total depravity. And I'm going to bring that up so many times. Some were worse than others. My brother died from it. But any contact was risky. Any contact was risky. Wade is wearing a mask this morning because contact with him is risky for whatever reason. We make a mistake when we think it's safe to have contact with the rest of you. We make a mistake when we think that there's nobody in here with the disease. We make a mistake when we don't think there's something coming after COVID that's going to be worse than COVID and it's going to hit one person for the first time and nobody's going to know it. The doctors are not going to recognize it and it could be something that just kills millions of people. We make a mistake when we focus on Wade with his mask and not everybody else without their mask. I'm not saying you should wear a mask. I'm saying total depravity is what you should be looking for, not COVID. Should we be angry at the ones who transmitted the disease called COVID? Should we be angry from it? What if it was a family member? What I'm going to tell you now, I've told you before, this is not new. My brother died because his granddaughters gave him COVID. They didn't know they had COVID. Should the family be angry at those granddaughters? Of course not. Same thing with total depravity. What if it's someone at church? When this thing first started, do we open, do we not open? Do we open? That still has not been settled on who did right and who did wrong. What if it was someone at church that gave you COVID? Should you be angry at them? Well, they shouldn't have gone to church. Show me how they knew that. Well, they should have listened to X News Channel. Depending on what news station you, li you listen to, the death toll is somewhere between zero and everybody. Somewhere in that window is how many people died. No one knows how many people died from it. I can tell you this, my brother died from it. COVID's very real to me. But so is total depravity. That's why this is so very important. Proverbs 27, where we were at last Sunday, 22. Though thou shouldest bray a fool in mortar among wheat with a pestle. In other words, grinding it like a doctor would grind medication. Uh, grinding it like wheat in a grinding wheel. Crushing it to a pulp. Though thou shouldest bray a fool in mortar among wheat with a pestle, yet will not his foolishness depart from him. He can't lose his foolishness. It will not leave. In the same way, someone with COVID couldn't decide not to have COVID. Someone with total depravity cannot decide not to have total depravity. It can't be done. 
This is the doctrine of total depravity. Again, we proved all this last week, but I'm going to put it all together in a little quicker fashion. Again, if you haven't heard last week's sermon, if this offends you, I'm sorry. Man's heart is deceitful and desperately wicked, according to Jeremiah 17.9. Let me say something. A Christian's heart is desperately wicked and deceitful. Still. Man is born dead in trespasses and sin. A Christian has been made alive. He's still got the sin. Because unregenerate man or unsaved man is dead in transgressions, according to Ephesians 2.5, he is held captive by a love for sin. So are Christians. And I'm going to prove it today. So that he will not seek God. And neither will a Christian, and I'm going to prove it today. Because he loves the darkness, as do Christians, and I'm going to prove it today. And does not understand the things of God, neither do Christians. Not even the preachers. If I understood what I taught last Sunday, this would not have been such, this would not have been such a hard week. If I understood what I taught last Sunday. What I'm going to teach you today was supposed to be taught last Sunday and I was nowhere ready for it. Therefore, men suppress the truth of God in unrighteousness. All men do. Including you. Say, so, whoa, 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 wait a second. I love the Lord. Today we're going to find out why you love the Lord. And we'll continue to willfully live in sin as do Christians, as do you, as do I. There's not one of us that's an exception. Because they are totally depraved, this sinful lifestyle seems right to men. This is why Christians continue to do things contrary to Scripture because they are totally depraved. So they reject the gospel of Christ as foolishness. The only reason any of us doesn't reject the gospel of Christ is because God intervenes. Without God intervening, no one would choose Jesus. No one. That's right. We proved that last week. Again, if this is offensive, I'm sorry. Listen to last week's sermon. Their mind is hostile toward God and remains hostile toward God. For it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is unable to do so and remains unable to do so. And I'm going to prove it today. Paul said this in Romans 3, What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. Watch this. Without the influence of the Holy Spirit, Christians are no better than the Pharisees. Without the influence of the Holy Spirit, Christians are no better than the Pharisees. But for some reason, we think Wade's the only one that's sick. I'm telling you, there's sin sickness in every single person in this room. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles, the information is saved and lost, that they are all under sin and continue to be. As it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one, including the person in church. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh God, including the ones in church. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one, including those that go to church. And I'm going to prove it. 
Psalm 14, 1 through 3, Psalm 53, 1 through 3 is where he got that from. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips and remains there. The only reason, the only reason we are not bit constantly is because the Holy Spirit intervenes. Man will never choose right. Even saved man will never choose right. Psalm 5, 9, 40, verse 3. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. I got so angry at someone two months ago that I cursed. <gasps> if that surprises you, you don't understand total depravity. And if you don't curse when you get angry, you thank the Holy Spirit for keeping you from it. Because this teaches us it's in us. Psalm 10.7 Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known, even after salvation, unless the Holy Spirit motivates it. Isaiah 59.7 and 8 there is no fear of God before their eyes and will not be, even in a saved person. Psalm 36, 1. About himself, and this is where we forget to draw it all together. Paul is saying this about himself, but he says this is also true about you. That's why I'm putting it in your Bible. So as we look at this, I want you to personalize it because it's true. Romans chapter 7. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I put your name there. But I am carnal, sold under sin. Was Paul a saved man? Yes, he was. Paul was used to write half of the New Testament. But he's still carnal, sold to sin. For that which I do, I allow not. Or what I want to do, I don't wind up doing. What I would do... That I that do I not. What I think is the right thing to do, I don't do it. But what I hate, that do I. He's saying I can't understand why I keep doing these things instead of doing the things I'm supposed to do. This is the Apostle Paul. This is everybody in church. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it's good. Now this is a whole nother thing. We're going to let this one slide. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Again, we're going to leave this alone. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Was Paul saved? Paul said, there is nothing good in me. And I submit to you, there's nothing good in me except the Holy Spirit. There is nothing good in you except the Holy Spirit. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. After last Sunday's message, I felt horrible for feeling the way that I felt. But I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop it. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Again, we're going to set that aside. I find that a law that when I do 
when I would do good, evil is present with me. Was he saved? When you decide to do good, evil is there. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. No unsaved person can make that statement. No unsaved person can make that statement. But I see another law in my members literally at the same time, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. There is a real fight in the lives of Christians. Oh, wretched man that I am. If we don't see ourselves as that, we have lost the whole point of salvation. Christians do not suddenly become good when they get saved. But, we focus on Wade with the mask. We think everybody else, they're going to act right. The person that I swore at, see, that's one way for a Christian to talk. I have never in my life called myself a Christian. What I am is someone who deserves hell, and I proved it then, and I'll do it again You give me a chance. Sin is in me. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. This is total depravity. Total depravity does not mean they or we are as bad as they could be. A lot of Christians reject total depravity because they say there has to be some good in people so they will choose Christ. And I'm telling you, the Bible teaches there is no good in man. He will not choose Christ. He cannot choose Christ. We proved it last week. Could I be worse? Yes. The only reason I'm not worse is because the Holy Spirit is preventing me. And you can say the same thing. Right. It means they are infected with sin. Like many of us were infected by COVID. It's exactly the same thing. You can't choose not to have COVID. All you can do is do the best you can to protect yourself from it. But someone's going to get it. Someone's going to get it twice. And some of us are going to die. Regardless of what the news people say. Some were worse than others with COVID. But any contact was and continues to be risky. But we come to church like there's no COVID. I'm telling you, in this room is sickness that you don't know about. Guaranteed there's sicknesses you don't know about. Should we be angry at the ones who transmitted the COVID to us? No. Should we be angry at the ones who transmit sin because they've got it and they infect us? It's not exactly a total infestation from being pure because we were never pure. But should we think that the person who sinned is a bad person? Scripturally, they are no worse than me. If I'm a bad person, then they're a bad person. If they're not a bad person, I'm not a bad person because Paul made it very, very clear he is a bad person. He's saying, don't look to me for your example if I don't have it. What if it was a family member?
so many fights in families are going to happen next Monday. It's going to. Do you know why we stay away from our families? We've learned that it's safer. Christmas time, we lose the idea. It's Christmas. Guess what? The sin is still there. What if it was someone at church? There will be people today Maybe not here, because we're a small congregation, but there will be people today who will say, I will never go to church again because of that. Happens every week. I will never go to church again because of that. Total depravity is there. The question is, how should we respond to it? We can't stop it. Once COVID is there, you can't do anything to stop it. How does this all go with Proverbs 27, 22? Though thou shouldest bray a fool in a mortar among the pestle with, with wheat and the pestle, yet will not his foolishness depart from him. How does this all go with Proverbs 22, 27, 22? Stop beating them up. This past week, I was so angry. I couldn't find something to hit. For days, couldn't find something to hit. But I wanted to. And it's not just one, it's not just two, it's not just, it's actually four. It's actually four. Not individuals, circumstances. Things that I allowed to eat me up this week. I've got to stop beating them up. It's my fault for trusting them. It's my fault for saying, you're safe. You're safe. You're safe. No, you're not. You're all sinners. My daughter is a sinner. And given enough time, she'll hurt me. As perfect as she is. My pastor is a sinner. Given enough time, he will hurt me as godly as he is. If I don't expect it, it's my fault. If I walk into a room that I believe there's COVID in and I don't wear a mask, I expose myself to it, it's my fault. It's not the fault of the person who thinks they're sick. Well, then why don't they just stay home? A lot of people, this is why they stay home from church. I don't want to be around it. Amazon.com started out small, but it is massive now because of so many people who will not leave their house. Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world because people won't leave their house. There are still people that won't go to church. Sin, sickness, total depravity is exactly the same way. We have to stop beating them up. Show them as much scripture as they will accept. When it came to COVID, 
we showed people as much truth as they were willing to accept. Was it true? Who knows? We all did the best we could with what we had to try to minimize the problem. But we did what we could to share what we saw as truth. Show them as much scripture as they will accept. This is what the Bible says. Forget what I did. Forget what I said. This is what the Bible says. Then stop. Just stop. Well, that's not going to get anything done. Then your Holy Spirit is too weak to save you because that's what got it done in you. Not one person in this room would have choose, chosen Jesus had the Holy Spirit not in, interacted with you and made you want the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says. But, 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 but people are basically good. No, they're not. Scripture makes it very clear. No one is basically good. No one is ever going to choose to do the right thing. We're always going to choose to do the wrong thing unless the Holy Spirit intervenes. That's why he has to be here. That is the only reason that Christians act any better than Israel. Israel in the Old Testament, they were a bunch of scoundrels because they did not have the Holy Spirit. They couldn't produce it. And I submit to you, God did it that way on purpose to show what we would look like without the Holy Spirit. Will not his foolishness depart from... It's not going to work. Whatever it is. I can nag them. I can push them. I can guilt them. I can scare them. And it's not going to work. So don't. Just don't. Only the Holy Spirit can genuinely convince them. And He will if he chooses. The four situations in my life was not their fault. It was my fault. It took the Holy Spirit to change me. As far as I know, the four situations have not changed at all. But I'm not miserable anymore. This is deadly serious. You don't know what they did. We all have foolishness. We all have total depravity. We all have sin sickness. The only reason we didn't do what they did is because the Holy Spirit stopped us. But we think we're good people. This past week I thought, at least I didn't do that. Danny's not a good person. Danny is someone, and I believe this seriously, someone that got around this stuff that happened to so I could write this message. And I hope people listen to it and I hope people do it because it will change the way you look at life. It is likely we give as much as we get. Wait a second. You're saying someone is as mad at me as I am at them? Yes. The reason you don't know it is because the Holy Spirit has stopped them from showing it. There are people you have no idea they wish they could never see you again. I don't care who you are. 
We are not good people. Again, I know that's offensive. Listen to last week's sermon. There is no question at all where there are no good people. Show them how a Christian responds to being hurt. Show them how a Christian responds to being hurt. This is the hard part. Because the feeling doesn't leave. <clears throat> Somehow, I have to accept that I'm just as bad. And if I react negatively, I am giving them permission to react negatively. Jesus said, by the same measure in which you disperse, the same measure will come back. As soon as I start criticizing Dad, that allows Dad to criticize me. Oh, he would never do that, so why would I do it to him? 23. Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and look well to thy herds. Do this, it says. Be diligent. Know your affairs. Why do this in verse 24? Riches are not forever. Doth the crown endure to every generation? The hay appeareth, the tender grass showeth itself, the herbs of the mountains are gathered. The lambs are for thy clothing and the goats for the price of thy field. If we do it, if we tend to our business and keep an eye on these things, thou shalt have goat's milk enough for thy food and for the food of thy household and for the maintenance of thy maidens. Proverbs 24, 27, prepare thy work without and make it fit for thyself in the field. Afterwards, build the house. Learn from Joseph is what he's saying. Why say it again? And more importantly, why put it here? Why say it again? More importantly, why put it here? And I'm going to add one to it. Why do you think Solomon left it out? Why for 200 years did no one have access to it? Why did it take a move of God for them to get access to it? In the context of sin nature, in the context of total depravity. Take another look in the mirror of Scripture. We got that from verse number 19. Take another look in the mirror. I was forced to do that this week. Say, whoa, whoa, wait a second. You're upset because they did that, but you did this, 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 and this. And it wasn't even a long time ago. Yeah, but they did that. But you did this, this, and this. It's so easy to point at the guy with the mask that I forget everybody else. Find out what we need to work on next. There is something to work on next. I heard recently that I intimidate people. I don't know if that means that they think I'm smarter. But I'm not. This proves I'm not. I can be just as mean, just as ugly, just as angry, and still come and preach. Why? Because that's the point of church. It ain't about liking each other. It ain't about 
being all happy. It's not about, it's about building each other up. It's about saying, this is real and this can happen to you because it happened to me. That's what church is. Yes. But remember, even we can't do it on our own. This change, this enlightenment, this COVID thing hit me on Friday. As soon as it hit, I texted someone and said, I'm done being mad. It can come back so easy. The danger is, is if that person believes that I'm not going to get mad again, that's the danger. Any contact is risky. That doesn't mean we totally isolate ourselves. Church is about getting together. We have to go. We don't have a choice to do it. Why? Because we are. it's worth the risk. It's worth going to church and being around people that hurt you so that they can learn about God. It's worth it. Pray for the Holy Spirit's help. This takes an admission that I'm totally depraved. This takes me getting off my, get my eyes off of them and onto me. It takes me leaving a weight alone and recognizing the dangers here and up here. Holy Spirit, I have bared my soul this morning and I'm embarrassed. Thank you that you allowed me to get where I was. You did not intervene, making me respond appropriately. Holy Spirit, thank you that Wade is here not feeling well. What a perfect illustration. Thank you for doing that. Nothing Nothing is out of bounds when it comes to you teaching your children. Thank you so much for that. Please, please, please keep me from forgetting. Please keep me from thinking, eh, we're good. I'm not. Never have been, and without you, never will be. Thank you that... Jesus, you saved me. You, put, you paid for my sins on the cross, but that didn't make me a sinless, perfection, perfect person. I'm still apt to sin. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the work you do in me. Thank you that you never let me ever smoke a cigarette. I can't take credit of that. You stopped it. Thank you that you never let me drink alcohol. I can't take credit. You stopped it. But there's other things that you allowed me to go and I believe just so that I could recognize I am not a good person never will be without you please overcome me please help me see that when things happen you let it happen sometimes you make it happen so that something good can come out of it In Jesus' name, amen. amen.